Unchained Rock Show, All Talk with Steve Harrison. You're listening to the Unchained Rock Show with me, Steve Harrison. Now, uh, no stranger, my next guest to the Unchained Rock Show. We met up a couple of years or so ago. And of course, with the dreaded C word getting in the way, but not today. Uh, set to release a brand new album, uh, their debut release via new label mate Napalm Records as well, uh, from the band Kissing Dynamite, uh, Mr. Jim Muller. Jim, how are you doing? Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks, Steve, for having me. Really looking forward to see you again. But now we're talking, so everything's fine. Yeah, indeed. And of course, doing it via video last time was in sunny, sunny Manchester. It probably wasn't sunny because it was a night time, but uh, seems so long ago. And of course, so much has, uh, has happened globally. Uh, and of course, you guys set to release a new album as well. We'll get onto that in a second. But how are you doing anyway, Jim? How are you doing? I'm totally fine. I'm really so excited to the album to finally drop. It was really a tough time going through. It was double punch for us, like not just the bad C thing happened, but also our drummer left the band. And so it was really a difficult time where we needed all the power we got to do this record. And But we made it and we're super proud on how it came out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. Yeah, really indeed, wait indeed. <laughs> so, and really fortunate to have a preview copy, not the end of the road, set for release January twenty first on Napalm. As I said, there, that opening track—it's just killer. It's just straight in there, straight for the jugular, melodic as hell, with some sort of it's heaviness on the guitars as well. Right up my street, melodic as hell, heavy. <laughs> it's a cracking album and some great music on there. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Steve. Yeah, it's <laughs> really, you know, the album, we just thought like we need to bring power back to the people. You know, <laughs> everybody feels shitty going through rough times. And um, that's why we say yes to life and yeah. yes to everything which comes along the road now. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, interesting, the, the title then, Not the End of the Road, the opening track on the album as well. Was that a sort of uh, a, something of a poignant title or is there a meaning behind it? Is it a case of, you mentioned there, the sort of lineup change and the drummer leaving, that sort of thing? Uh, or or yeah. is, is it a big statement piece to say, this is not the end of the road for Kissing Dynamite? Or is it is it just a general statement? Both, I think. Yeah. Uh, Hannes was writing actually the song just when Andy left the band. So the next morning he woke up and he was really fucked up and said, oh, I'm definitely not going to write a song today. Right. And then he wrote Not the End of the Road. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so, yeah, he pulled himself out of this uh, situation and everything. And I think that's what everybody can do. And no matter where you are, just never give up and always go straight forward. But it also is a little, um, how to say uh to to uh fuck up kiss a little because yeah. they uh call their uh, tour the end of the road right yeah and i think you know they always say rock is dead but if, if the last good song i wrote was back in 1985 rock would be dead for me as well yeah <laughs> I've got to say because that's it. They've 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 survived on just rather than music, just on merchandise, aren't they? Really, they've just sold that as a brand. They've gone from decent mu decent music, as you say, nineteen eighty five, probably I don't know, lick it up era, I think, or animal eyes to just yeah. being, let's just sell dolls of ourselves. I've got to say, I, I am then, that. I, I agree. And they and they gave up and got fat. So, well. <laughs> 
<laughs> Although I think there is there is a phrase, I won't mind being a few quid behind them. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're, I suppose they're, they're doing something right. But uh, yeah, having seen them fairly recently, I know we digress, but yeah, it's absolutely right. Uh, having seen them uh, sort of in the last few years, you think, yeah, OK, maybe they should have. It should have been the end of the road. Uh, but a number of many bands are doing that, though, aren't they? They're sort of saying, oh, yeah, it's our last ever tour. Then they just drag it out for five, six, seven, ten years. And then... Yeah. Like Scorpions do, but to be to be fair, Scorpions Klaus Meine is still one of the best singers out there. I got no idea how he can do that, but everybody else in his age and everything, yeah, they fucked up. You know, they like, had no voice and sound shitty. Uh, but he still sings like an angel. Yeah, yeah. And fortunately, I got to see them. They played at Bloodstock a couple of years ago uh, and headline. And I'd been waiting because they'd not been over to the UK for something like, I don't know, they'd been once in about 15 years. Uh, and I am of a certain age. I know I look, re- I look really young, but I actually, I am quite old. And I did genuinely see them on the Blackout Tour at Sheffield because I am that old. <laughs> True story. Fair enough. True story. <laughs> I, I probably probably wasn't even born then. <laughs> Do you know what? Everybody says that to me, Steve. I wasn't even born then, so that makes me feel really old. <laughs> so great. So anyway, back back to the album. I signed to Napalm Records as well. So this is your first release for Napalm. Uh, how did that come about? Because that's that's a pretty major coup as well, isn't it? For ne- to to sign to Absolutely. Napalm. Absolutely. So we were free after ecstasy, actually. And uh, everybody was into the C word and yeah. had no time for anything. And we just sat back and talked to people. Yeah. And uh, we made like half the record and then went out to companies and we had so good talkings with Napalm. So, uh, and you know, today it's not that important anymore to have a label because you can do so many things yeah. on your own. Yeah. But to have a good team around you and you can concentrate on what's your uh, thing and they can do theirs and it's we're on the same boat and that th- team feels quite good and that's why we signed to Napalm because it's just like yeah friendly people who love music as well yeah and that, yeah absolutely it feels, just feels good in, in terms of the album then because uh, I think Ecstasy was that about sort of 2018 so almost sort of three coming into four years ago as I get you've probably been asked this many times because quite a few artists that I've spoke to over the last sort of couple of years because nobody's been touring they haven't got an excuse they can't say oh I don't want to talk to Steve because I'm busy touring they can't say that they've got to speak to it so has it, <laughs> has, it, has it been a case of it was recorded some time ago and it's just been the delays or is it a fairly sort of recent decision to yeah we recorded not the end of the road that you know in sort of 2021 or I had it I was already on the cards yeah it was most of them uh, were, were written in 2021 and for sure all songs were produced in uh, the last year yeah uh, so we started recording just like before somewhere I think October November in 2020 yeah somewhere around that and uh, you know that the crazy thing was just this time normally you're on tour and you're playing concerts and you get all the feelings and all the your pushes and your your mind is just it blues you off you yeah. know you come home and you've got so many impressions to talk about and to feel and this time it was more like um remember the feeling of feelings you yeah, know yeah and that's because you got nothing to squeeze out and that was really tough for me personally yeah so uh what really saved me was our festival summer yeah uh, in 2021 we played several shows and 
also uh, a couple of festivals with no restriction and people were standing close to each other, 10,000 stuff, you know? Yeah. And I was getting into the crowd when Thunder Mother was playing with two beers in my hand and just partying <laughs> and bumping into each other and feeling alive again. Yeah. And then I came back and then I finally were able to do this record, actually. Yeah. Before it was more like, uh, yeah, I need to do that task, you know? Yeah. It was just like, and it's so scary because you do what you love but you don't feel it so that was really a close call but uh i made it we all made it and yeah, <laughs> yeah, it did, and I get the idea certainly around the the live scene as well because with you know uh, again everybody was uh, affected not just artists but the sort of uh, the crews front of house all the tech guys venues it's been such a difficult time but that sort of sense of relief I was I've been very fortunate we we started the festivals back here in the UK with Download Pilot Festival normally ninety five thousand and in uh, uh, last year in twenty twenty one there were a ten thousand I was I was privileged to be able to go and cover it. Uh, uh, as sort of press and get to see the bands, that sense of that sort of, uh, of elation and euphoria and smiles on people's faces, 10,000 of us in a field, like you say, with beers, being able to sort of go crazy in the pit for the first time in like 18 months. Uh, and, yeah. and, and it's been, it has been wonderful, but unfortunately things were getting sort of cancelled again at the minute to, to a certain extent, but yeah, that sort of up, yeah. uplifting in summer last year was wonderful, a wonderful sensation. But I think we can look forward to this summer because probably it will be the same like from May, June on, there yeah. will be festivals and maybe we can get there even more more into autumn and winter, we'll see. But uh, I think I think definitely the summer festivals and everything is going to happen again. Yeah. Yeah. If not, I got no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I'll probably go to an island somewhere and do some coconut farming or some, <laughs> something. And somebody call me when the shit is over. <laughs> Coconut farm. You, you just no. What you need to do is just like just buy loads of guitars. Just buy and sell. Just that's all you need to do. Yeah. Okay. That's, fair enough. That's it. Yeah. Just like set, set up an online business of buying and selling guitars. That that's all you need to do. Just and, and just just, just but, chill. But but every I miss every single guitar I ever sold. So <sighs> also. No problem. Uh, uh, me too. Me too. Uh, and one. Have you got a regret of, of? Have you got one guitar that you regret ever selling? That you just think that's always haunted you for the rest of your life? Because I've got one. You tell me yours. Yeah. I'll tell you mine. Go on. I I sold my Gibson SG, uh, the one I bought because I love Angus Young so much, and I sold it, and I miss it every day, yeah. <laughs> almost. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. And was that? What's what, yours? Oh, I was going to say, was that an old SG? Was it like a, you know, sort of a, quite an old SG? Actually, not. But uh, it was the SG I, I grew up with. Yeah, you know, I yeah. got when I was like fifteen or something. Oh, yeah. Or even 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 younger. Yeah. Thirteen, fourteen. Oh. It was the first Gibson I got. You know, and it was like a God-given present. Yeah. Yeah. It was like yeah, and I sold it. Oh. Been there been there mine mine was uh, a 1987 steve Vai gem 777 in the pink with the pyramid neck wow uh, uh okay and, and as you can see the one behind me that's a uh, me paul gilbert japanese ibanez and i've got an ingve malamstein american uh I, when you whenever people say fender strat they also got to t- t- sort of complete it with it's an american it's not mexican it's not a japanese it's an american strat 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, so my my Steve Vai gem. I just I sold that when I was a youngster and I was skint. I had no money and I sold my amps. I sold everything and I was like I cry yeah. every day now when I think about it. <laughs> I feel yeah, yeah, indeed. I also got thinking about selling my gem, so hmm, probably not a good idea now. But it, it's a normal one, like from four or five years ago. All right, yeah, nice. But also the Japanese version, yeah, but. I need yeah. to save some space. So yeah. we'll see where this is going. <laughs> I, write, I, I write your message. When I, I, was, I was just going to say, give me, give me first refusal, <laughs> won't you? Give me first refusal. <laughs> so uh, if I can just, let's, let's bring it back to the music before, and this is going to go off on a tangent. I've got a feeling about this. So some of the tracks, firstly, Good Life featuring, is it um, Saltatio Mortis and actually Charlotte Wessels. How, how, did, how did you get those involved? I know obviously sort of uh, uh, German medieval metal band, but uh, in terms of getting Charlotte involved as well, how did that come about? Yeah, so um, at the beginning, we were thinking about we need a lot of voices for that song. You know, yeah. um, it's a gospel kind of thing, and we need big choirs. It's a great, song. but then the more voices we got from from uh, no matter where, so like uh, not from any famous ones, or so, so we realized we need more faces. You know, because it's when there's so many voices, it's just like one big yes choir and you can't uh hear the the different voices anymore yeah, yeah. we thought yeah. we we really need to go where um so maybe uh, the best would be two female two male and really be different and that's where it came perfectly together i think alea and hannes uh really sound so different like guernica and charlotte do yes right yeah and um especially with alea it was uh, really funny because one of the first festivals we ever played back in 2008, I think, um, when we were 15 years old, uh, <laughs> um, we met uh, Saltatio Mortis and they watched our show and Alea came to Hannes and went like, wow, you're, you're so amazing. You, oh, you're, wow. How can you do the screams? Yeah. And they were trying uh, to, to teach him how to scream that high and stuff like the medieval <laughs> dude. Right? And um, then he said, come on, fuck it you want to do a featuring with us right now on main stage? And he was like, fuck yes. And oh, then wow. I was standing there in the crowd in between 40,000 people seeing my lead singer on stage, <laughs> on a massive stage. Uh, that was really impressive. Oh, and wow. asking him 12 years later to do a featuring, he was like, it even took, not, not even took a second yeah. that he said, oh yeah, I, I'm in. Yeah. And so it was for Charlotte as well and Guernica, uh, we we wrote a couple of songs with her uh, back in the back in the days. Yes. And, yeah. All uh, know them pretty much. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> uh, another track on it, and actually on the album, it's the following track and it re- released as a single. Uh, and I thought it just seemed to be quite timely with a documentary that's just been on Disney Plus, Yoko Ono. The lyrics uh, in yeah. that fabulous, and the lyrics in that Yoko Ono rock star eater just summed up. Uh, and uh, I, I've got to say that watching the Beatles documentary, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch it for, there's like sort of seven hours of basically watching the Beatles rehearse. Fabulous, mesmerising. And yeah. I got, for me, I got a newfound respect for the Beatles because unfortunately I didn't have a lot of respect for the Beatles. Sorry about that, even coming from the UK. But, but I, and Paul, Paul McCartney is a songwriter, phenomenal. And I got a newfound respect for the Beatles. I'm thinking, actually, yes, that they, they definitely had it then. But equally, it cemented my view 
uh, a personal view, I'll say, of Yoko Ono. And that documentary just, just cemented that view. And I just thought, uh, that no, that's not a person I would involve myself with in any way, shape or form. And then lo and behold, Yoko Ono. And I'm thinking, was there a link there? Was So go on, was there a link or not? Or is it just uncanny coincidence? It was really a coincidence, but uh, a perfectly planned one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and but for sure, you know, nobody of us knows Yoko Ono in person, but I think uh, uh, the word Yoko Ono is already um, a perfect picture of uh, um, a toxic relationship, kind of, yes. no matter if it's male, female, or everything in between. Yeah. You know, so um, that was just like, it sounds great. Yoko Ono, it's just like actually a really cool name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and if we, uh, how do you say, um, made some people angry with that, you're welcome. It's a rock and roll thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved it. I loved it. And then when it's like the Yoko Ono rock star eater, uh, it just summed it up. And then having viewed that documentary, and it's like, there's about, it's, I think about seven and a half hours. Uh, have, have, you had, have you actually had a chance to watch that on Disney Plus? Not yet. Yeah. And I definitely won't have time before uh, the release. <laughs> but after the release, um, you know, normally p- bands go on tour, but we won't for yeah. sure. So I probably will have a lot of time and I definitely will watch that documentary. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's really, really interesting. But that I just thought that it was uncanny coincidence that you released a track and it just basically summed up Yoko Ono, just reviewing the, the bits that she's in that documentary. And again, people may perceived differently to what I perceived it, but it just cemented, yeah, no. (laughs) Again, the the toxic relationship aspect, indeed. So you just mentioned there, sort of uh, briefly then, Jim, just very quickly, um, touring, uh, and uh, it's obviously must be difficult uh, to sort of put sort of uh, cement plans in there, but are you sort of obviously looking at tentative sort of uh, dates, wider Europe, because obviously I know did uh, 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 German dates last year, but are you looking at sort of wider scope for Europe and perhaps a, a, a jaunt over to the UK at some point? Definitely. Um, so we're planning, after the festival seasons, uh, we're planning a big tour and definitely will come to the back to the UK and not just London this time. Yeah. Like the last uh, headliner show uh, was only London, I it think. Was, it was the and Underworld in London, yeah. 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 And uh, this time, I, I mean, we got no chance. We need to come, you yeah. know, and need to play all these places. Yeah. Uh, but for sure, there's nothing yet safe and uh, no tickets out and stuff because, you you know, you just don't know what's happening. Yes. Um, yeah. But in between, we're, we're, we'll do a streaming concert ah. uh, in two weeks or just like on the 24th. First, I think, or twenty second, and not yeah, sure. around release date, around the official release date. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there will be a streaming show with our new production because we were not lazy. Uh, we were <laughs> thinking about okay, when Corona is over, what are we going to do? How are we going to look? And we thought, man, we're doing stadium rock. We need a stadium rock stage, and that's why we have now stairs and bridges and everything <sighs> is covered in LED stuff. And, <laughs> Like the last, uh, you can see the production also in our latest video coming home. Yes. Uh, so this is really our stage production uh, shown there in the video. And I can't wait to stand in these lights and ah, oh, feels yeah. good. Yeah. Indeed. So without without audience, but still, it's still a stage and still, uh, 
yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, playground. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so i mean just a, a, a one final question from me then this last couple of years obviously developing and writing the album uh what what have you managed to do in that sort of downtime then i, I, I talked to people and artists and they've said that they've in one sense they've enjoyed it because they've had time to sort of meet with family friends uh, I mean, obviously, there has been elements of tone over the last sort of few months, but this is the first opportunity I've had to speak to you in what nearly two years. So you know, yeah. in that sort of was it a lot of Netflix for you and uh, and a lot of uh, Amazon Prime films, or were you uh, busy? I don't know. As you say, uh, uh, were you sort of working out to uh, dominate the world with your coconut farming? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've actually uh, got a new job just when Corona started, oh, and right. that's what saved. It saved me actually yeah but i was working in studio i recorded guitars uh for other bands and producing and doing all that kind of stuff um which was nice but making music for other people isn't like my cup of tea yeah, you know yeah. i want to do my own things and just live for that and the yeah. rest is something different and that's why i got into other hobbies actually so um i went into fpv droning so i built my own drones and fly them i also shot all the drone shots in our latest music videos also not the end of the road what goes up coming home all oh, these wow. scenes with the drone i shot myself right and this really i never thought that i'm be able to do that yeah uh, because you you need to solder and stuff and i'm a really bad solder <laughs> uh, it's still not that well but the things are flying so fair uh, yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. and and kite surfing kite oh, surfing cool. was also like like, you know, I'm an adrenaline guy. I need my adrenaline. And when yeah. I'm not on stage, I go crazy. And so um, uh, kite surfing helped me a lot to just forget about time and everything. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. You know, that, I think that's the, the first thing to achieve in life is to do something where you don't look on the clock and you forgot everything around you and you're just in that moment. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's that's what we made ourselves all clear. Yeah. And I think that's how also the, the album came out, that it's an album to hang loose, to just not be yesterday and not be tomorrow, but be right now yeah. and forget about everything. Yeah. I've got to say as well, uh, it, it is a great album. Uh, and it's sort of, it is the epitome of Kissing Dynamite. That sort of melody, certainly a bit of a sort of a, a heavier elements uh, and uh, in it, I think in, in this particular release, uh, it's a storm. I can't wait to see uh, those tracks performed live and not just on, on a live stream. I want to see you in the flesh. I want to see you in the oh, UK, yes. in a sweaty club. Come on. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff, great stuff. Listen, Jim, we shall call it there. I really do appreciate you taking time out to chat. It's much appreciated. Uh, hope I haven't overrun and then and bumped into some another interview that you've got straight after, probably. But uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> listen, mate, thanks so much for your time. Uh, I really appreciate it. Good luck with the release of the album, 21st of January, not the end of the road. Uh, and can't wait to see you guys back over here in the UK sometime soon. Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot, Steve. Hey, Thanks for having me. No worries, man. Cheers, Jim. Thanks very much, mate. You take it easy. Great Cheers. Stuff. Cheers, man.